Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayashir number 322. We started talking about Midas Taivais and how by building yourself and your own character, you are building your marriage, and it's very, very connected. And today we're going to talk on the concept of patience and acceptance uh, versus impatience and anger. And marriage gives you many opportunities to master that mida of patience. You will have to wait for your spouse. Stereotypically, in marriage jokes, unfortunately, it's the husband waiting for the wife to get ready for a simcha. But in reality, it goes both ways in many, many situations. Or sometimes you have to repeat a request where you asked your husband or wife to do something and they uh, delayed it or they were busy or they forgot and you have to repeat it again and you need patience with that and to know how to, how to say that right. Or your spouse, husband, or wife, there were important things that they really were, should have told you and they forgot to tell you. And and you are a little upset that they didn't tell you when you find out and you have to know how to deal with that or, you you know, and, and things like that. And you'll need to learn how to be more patient and accepting when you see faults and when you see shortcomings. That patience builds a marriage. Anger destroys the marriage. And by the way, this is a big schooler. Everyone wonders in El and Yom and Rom how to have a good year. And Rapam always used to say this, that even if you're not worthy, it's brought down that to be and part of that is the patience and acceptance and being mevater. And you think you're a loser by doing this, you actually gain oitzreis. You could have a beautiful shana toiva mesuka, a beautiful year, and beautiful shalom bayas, and beautiful brachas by the very fact that you practice this 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 concept of being a savlan and being mevater. Anger is a tremendous er- enemy of a happy marriage. When you lose your temper, you say things that is very distressful and hurtful to your spouse. It's harmful to your own health. It promotes high sugar levels and diabetes and other illnesses, the irritability that create in the high blood pressure. And it creates anger or deep hurt in your husband or wife who you are venting this anger towards. And Royoli Apian used to say that a person thinks they delude themselves into thinking that they overcame the Mida of anger. But in reality, he might manage to remain calm only because no one provoked him. You see, a lot of people think that they're calm people because they weren't really provoked. And no one's asking anyone to be provoked. You know, you know, people should be kind to each other. Don't create matzavim where you provoke each other. Of course not. But sometimes in life, inevitably, you have these tests. But the true test of really, whether you're really a calm person and not an angry person, is when you are provoked. How are you going to respond then? See the famous Gemara in Mesechtis, Shabbos, Daflamet Aleph, Amet Aleph, how someone tried to get a little angry, interrupting him Friday afternoon with these ridiculous questions while he was trying to bathe, and ridiculous questions, irrelevant questions, and he answered patiently, and they're saying, we, we need to strive for this. We need to strive for this. And to work on ourselves to develop that patience of Hillel. And again, you know, you're going to say, we can't reach his, his toenails, Hillel, Hillel. But the bottom line is, it's helpful to imagine that seer in your mind to get to that 
you know, to get as close to that point as possible. You, every time you are impatient, say, HaKadosh Baruch is sending you another opportunity to learn patience, and you'll learn to be grateful for opportunity. That takes away a lot of the pain and frustration while you're, uh, you know, waiting for something, to realize, hey, Hashem is giving me a gift now. That transforms everything. You'll have a karsa taiv now. It, ha- it happened anyway. You couldn't avoid it. This situation that gives you a test on your patience happened. Now it's here. There's nothing you can do about it now. But if I express a karsa taiv, you're teaching me patience. Thank you, Hashem. That removes a lot of the distress. That's a very, very important thing. We bring down also, basically, this is the Yesoid in the creation of Chava, according to the Pshat, that he put Adam to sleep at the time Chava was created. And it's giving you a lesson in life from this, brought down in the Toldes Yitzchak, brought down Mayam Loyes, that this is a lesson that a husband should act in his home very often, like he's asleep. He's unaware of his wife's shortcomings. If his wife forgot something, disregarded, should not grow angry and shout, overlook those minor faults, and you devoid a lot of machlaikis. We talked in other shiurim, and we'll, we'll talk about it again, when there's real problems that are ongoing, when and how to talk to each other about those problems, that you don't bury under the rug problems that are ongoing that could be resolved by an open, healthy communication. That goes without saying. But that doesn't mean with every single nitty-gritty little shortcoming that you have to pay attention to. You need to learn how to overlook minor faults. When there's a main, a bigger issue at hand, there is a time and place to discuss it in, a, in the right way. But the minor faults, or if it's part of your husband's or wife's personality, and you know it, it just irks you a little bit, you learn how to overlook that, that particular fault. Some people are impatient, very often tell their husband or wife, I shouldn't, ha- I shouldn't have to tell you this, or you should know this on your own, or if I have to tell you it's not worth it, or I'm tired of repeating myself. Every time you say something, you know, uh, you know, it drives me crazy. But the truth is, is spouses need to reverse that trend, to express encouragement towards each other, reassurance with each other, to become patient and give each other encouragement that way. Brought down a story of Yitz, uh, the Chayzef and Lublin asked his wife to prepare a meal early so he would have more time for the performance of a certain mitzvah, and the meal was even later than normal. So Chayzef and Lublin said, It would have been natural for me to be angry at my wife. I asked her specifically to make the meal early because I needed to do these big mitzvahs. And it came not only not, not early, and not, not, it came later than normal. But let me think about this for a minute. I wished to eat what I wanted to eat early so I could gain more time to do the Ratzon Hashem to be Marbin Mitzvahs. So how could I go now against his Ratzon and become angry? This is what Hashem wants from me now. He brings an anecdote about a young man and young woman who knew each other for many years and they were both Bali Tshuva and their journey to Terapath coincided with each other. The young man was sure he wanted to marry her and felt they were perfect for one another. The woman had her reservations she felt that he was too impatient and that he had a hot temper. And for me to marry you, she said, I need you to become more patient. The young man was determined to marry her. He realized that he would have to learn to become more patient. And he spoke to his rabbi for 15 minutes. 
on the importance of patience and how to acquire it. And he said, and the rabbi talked to him about it, and he nodded, now I understand why it's important for me to pay, be patient. And now that I've learned how to be patient, could I reassure her that she, she doesn't have to worry about this anymore? And the rabbi was taken aback. How could a young man think that a midah that's so unnatural to him could be mastered in 15 minutes? At least wait a day or two. See if he could, during that time, see if he's patient or improving on it. But like to expect a, a transformation in with one schmooze, that means he has no concept of what patience is. So the Rav explained to him in a tactful way. You know, you, it's not just a matter of hearing about the importance of it. You need proof. You need to develop it. You need to work on it. And that's what your potential bride needs to see. Another anecdote he says that is that as a, at a wedding, I was sitting near a young fellow who had become the f- a father only a few months earlier. And after the meal, he left to catch a bus home to a different city. And in a few minutes later, he returned in a great rush. And he said, I forgot my baby. <laughs> he left the baby in the stroller at the wedding hall. And when his wife saw him waiting for the bus without the baby, uh, the wife said, where, 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 is, where is he? He ran back at full speed, got the baby back, and the baby was sleeping peacefully in the stroller. It was all fine. Now, so I asked him, you know, did your wife give you over the head for this oversight? I mean, this is a major, major oversight. And he said, no. I feel grateful that she reacted calmly under the circumstance. I appreciate her for not being judgmental. She knows I love the baby, and I felt terrible about what happened. The incident taught me that I need to be much more careful and so it should never happen again. So this reaction is such a stark contrast to many people, uh, you know, uh, how they would behave. You know, if you forget the baby now, you could forget him in the future. And who knows how safe it is in the wedding hall. And how could you do such a thing given that it's such a dangerous, uh, you know, area and um, and you may have not remembered about the baby until the bus was on the highway. What would have happened then? And now these are, you know, it, it's not something to be taken lightly. It's a serious, serious incident, what we're describing here. But the wife, young wife, understood that it's not, her husband was a good guy. We're not talking about someone that's a Tzaflogina, irresponsible, wild person. If your person... If that's the tuna of the person, that they're wild and irresponsible and had a track record of being so, it's a different story altogether. But if you're dealing with a husband that's normally responsible and ehrlich and kind and so on, and even if this is a tremendous misstep, but the fact that this young wife had the presence of mind and the self-control with her concern and love for her baby, which is one of the greatest loves that could be, to still somehow remain calm, and realize the scenario of the situation. You know, my husband, this happened. This ain't going to happen again. He's not going to leave babies anywhere. So, and, and to have that presence of mind to interact in that way and not attack and blame, which wouldn't solve anything. That is a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous lesson of how to use non-confrontational ways to bring your point out. Now, listen, it doesn't say this in, in the book here. But the bottom line is, is that if, let's say, then the wife could have in the back of her head, okay, this happened once, and I, you know, I just want to remind my husband to be more tactful. So there are ways later in time when a situation comes up where he, she senses, you know, hey, you know, he, you know, 
let's say he's driving the kids in the car, and it's months later, and, uh, you know, then she could, in a tactful, nice way, say, you know something, I know you're going to do errands and this and that, just keep, be cognizant of the children in the car, there's no harm in saying that, you know, especially, you know, whatever it is, but everything is with that shickle, with that, with that, with that sort of balance, which is tremendous. Kindness and caring is also very important in the development of the midas of a person. We are all, for the most part, born selfish. As babies, we were only aware of our own needs. We cried when we didn't get fed, or whatever it is. And then as we grow, we learn what acts of chesed are. We learn that it's not only to do acts of chesed, but to become a kind person, to truly care about the welfare of other people and to meet their needs, and certainly the needs of your own husband and your own wife. And by doing so, you're being kind the mitzvah of emulating HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who shirishes kindness. And kindness, chesed, is a basic Torah principle that's the foundation for a strong and healthy marriage. Encourage people to learn the kuntras hachesed of the mechtam al-yo in chilak aleph. Very important that that's the overall view of marriage, to view kindness as one of those midas that we should integrate and internalize into our being by consistently acting this way. And you become a more simchadika person by being marba in chesed. A quality of life becomes better, and Rocheskel Levestein explains it this way. He says that a person who has a love for money will always look for ways to obtain money. So when if you want to develop the to love chesed, you will look for every possible way to do chesed. And the, even though there may be other people who could do the same things, you have a stronger desire to do them yourself and to be concerned about the welfare of others even when they do not ask for help and to be motivated to do chesed because of that inner drive to help others. And your love of chesed gives you an appreciation for each opportunity that you do, you know, when you do that act of kindness. That's what Yecheskel Levenstein ex- explains in, in his Sefer on Midas. So when you do something for someone, um, you know, and he won't return the favor, okay, Maybe he should, but you look at it, that's a chesed shal emes. Similar, it's used, chesed shal emes is by a funeral, like, you know, that's a chesed shal emes because the deceased person cannot return the favor. He's already in the oilama emes. And we have, unfortunately, many situations like that where it's sort of like a chesed shal emes where the other person doesn't appreciate what you're doing and you still do the chesed anyway. In marriage, you'll have that sometimes. Sometimes it's ideal when they're both always kind and considerate, but it happens sometimes where your own husband and own wife had a, a, a misstep or, or lacked the awareness and did not thank you for something that you did. And when you do it anyway, that is really cho- showing a tremendous chesed, a chesed shal emes. And that, that's a very, very important side here. Um, so he brings an anecdote here. Husband's talking, saying, my wife is lazy. She constantly says, I don't feel like doing this. I don't feel like doing that. It's too difficult for me to do this. It's difficult for me to do that. And I, the husband's talking, tried many approaches as I could to get her to do her daily tasks around the house. Nothing worked. I tried chesed, kindness, tried super kindness. 
That didn't work. I tried nagging. I was told that there is a power in being persistent, but this will just annoy my wife and didn't motivate her to do anything she didn't feel like doing. I tried ultimatums. She wouldn't do anything that required effort or that she didn't feel like doing. I asked her what she had done around her own house when she was growing up. And she hadn't done much before. She wasn't planning on doing much now. She didn't mind if the house was a mess and if the sinks were full of dishes and if the laundry wasn't done and if the floors were dirty. I had a few people speak to her. She would listen politely, nod her head in agreement, and then she would go home and do nothing. She mastered laziness and made it into fine art. And I was always known as a kind-hearted fellow, and my kindness was now put to test. When I didn't pester her, she was a wonderful person, but when I tried to take action, we quarreled. I didn't know how others would react to my situation, but I decided to increase my chesed level, took care of certain things myself, keeps me busy, and we have a pleasant atmosphere in the house, and to me it's worth it. And again, that's an anecdote. I'm not saying this is the approach that everyone needs to use or should use if there's a chronic problem that has to be addressed. But certainly for minor, and everyone has their minor, minor annoyances, you need to learn how to overlook them. It's very, very important. So we talked today about Tumidais, the concept of patience, and the concept of chesed. And the more we do this, build that into our own character, and conduct this way in our hanhaga towards our husbands and wives, we could transform our marriages into the most beautiful marriages that could possibly be. Baruch